if you can imagine the best day of your life and then just multiply it by ten, you'll see the size of my erection. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the g.e.e.k podcast. It's Dan and Reg. 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 Yep, yep. Yeah. Got one, two. 42. What's 42 significant for, Reg? Um, me being amazing. <laughs> it's the meaning of the life, the universe and everything. Hey. Do you not know? Pitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Correct, yes. And um, what was the computer that, that decided that was the answer? Frank. Nope. Deep Thought. Okay. And um, oh, I thought you meant deep thought. As what in, was the like, question? Deep what was the question? Now I don't know. Exactly, no one does. So they made another computer. What was the second computer called? Frank. The Earth. Uh, and that's. It was then, uh, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, when the Earth had finished its uh, computational uh, calculations to find out what the an- what the question was, and there was a woman in a coffee shop. Um, in London, that was just about to realise, just as the Vogons blew up Earth to build their interstellar hyperspace bypass. Of course, hmm? of course. Speaking of bypasses, did you know Joanna Lumley right, <laughs> is 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 building a bridge across the, um, the the River Thames, which is literally just like a park. It's an organic bridge. Uh, it goes across, so cars <laughs> aren't going through. It's just okay. all like trees and plant life, and okay. you can just go and just walk across it. I right can smack bang in the middle of the river Thames. I can safely say I did not know that. And now but you do. Yeah. See, we're educational. Indeed, yeah. we are, sir. Not just hilarious, we're educational. Trust <laughs> uh, that, Joanna Lumley. <laughs> yeah. It does a lot. Finger in lots of pies. <laughs> Where are you going to go with that then? No, nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's episode 42. Um, ten more and we'll have done a year and then it, and then we'll finish. It's over. What? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that'll do. I think people have had enough. Or maybe they just got started. True. Maybe we're just getting started, Red. Maybe year one is just the beginning. Year one, just like Batman year one. Yeah. So what, what episode will be our uh, Dark Knight Returns? 69. That's not far off. <laughs> That's really I, I, not I, far I, off. I think I just like the number. <laughs> okay. Maybe 669. How's that? I reckon six, we six, can six. go for several. Yeah, maybe. I think I don't I think we should skip that one because that's got evil connotations. Which is what would be amazing about it. Okay. I reckon that might be the next one that Steve actually appears on. <laughs> yeah, roughly. <laughs> That's in ha- what in about seven and a half years, if my quick math calculations Sounds is about right. Right for Steve. Yeah, about that, maybe. Yeah, Steve's not here. Ah, <laughs> shock horror. Um, yeah, he's somewhere or other. Um, somewhere, I forget where. He's just not here. That's all that matters. So. Well. As if you didn't get used to that by now, listeners. No. So we do apologise again. Yep. Maybe he might appear Again, someday. wasting 30 seconds of uh, talking time by explaining that he's not here when people just assume by now. Yeah. Yeah. He's still very much a part of the G-Dot crew. We just don't really hear or see him. <laughs> 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 he came to Thought Bubble. That he did. Yeah, and he got free t-shirts, so there you go. He gave us fodder for um, entertaining conversation on the pod. Indeed. But you know what? Thought Bubble was just one of one of several exciting things we did that weekend. So we recorded the last part on Sunday afternoon. Yep. So all we'd done that weekend was Thought Bubble. Um, and that evening, we went to Xbox One on tour in Manchester, which was awesome. But more on that later. Um, we will talk about that much later, Reg. First up, what we want to talk about is what happened on Monday. 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 Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Do you remember that fateful day we drove to Manchester? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'm still, I was unsure about who these were. Yeah, we went to see a band, possibly possibly one of the greatest bands of all time. Definitely the best band that's come out of Canada. It's wonderful. That's right, the Bare Naked Ladies. Who? Bare Naked Ladies. BNL? Ladies? No. Naked, Bare Naked? No. Is, is this the girl group? No, 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 no. It's guys actually. It's actually oh some right. guys. Five, five, four, four guys now. Used to be five. Uh, okay, they sang uh, "Old Apartment," um, "Break Your Heart." No. Nope. Brian nope. Wilson. No. No. Um, 
uh, uh, another postcard. Um, pinch me. Were um, the no, I don't know. No. Um, um, if I had a million dollars, one week. Oh, Chickity China. Yeah, the Chickity China guys. Yeah. Oh, I know the Chickity China nice. guys. It's that that one hit wonder, which all <laughs> wow. of a sudden people just seem to come back. And right. Red oh, was yeah. just doing an impression of everyone in the world. Um, so can I stop this? Now? You can stop that now. All oh, right, this Monday so was <laughs> immense. Right, if if you could imagine the best day of your life, like just just ever, and then just multiply it by ten, and you'll see the size of my erection. It it was insanely <laughs> oh good. Right, I'm a massive fan um, of the ladies, um, and we ain't seen in Manchester as dancers. The bare naked um, ladies. Now. Admittedly, I adored them when it was the Steve Page era. Yeah, um, so they used to be a five-piece. Yeah, that was my ultimate like band mm-hmm. ever, my favourite thing. I followed them for years and years. Um, and then when Steve left, they did a tour a few years back, um, and I took one of my other friends and the girlfriend to go see them. And Misses. I was really dubious about how it was going to play off. And this was the All In Good Time tour. Um, and it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. And then I was dead dubious about this time around. I was like, I hope it's going to be better. I hope it's going to be better. Oh, my days. It was amazing. So good. One of the best shows I've seen all year. Just almost perfect. It was It was just so entertaining from start to finish. The support at Booth Bugle Throw um, was legendary. Yeah. Um, He's a very British comedian. He does um, basically songs and also kind of stand-up-y type things, but really stupid jokes and really stupid songs. Yes. But like um, <laughs> what's, what's, his, what's his example? Um, don't put that there. It'll fall. Oh, it's one of the titles. Uh, what else has he got? Uh, giraffes can't play harmonicas. So that can't be a giraffe. Yes, yeah, so that can't be a giraffe. <laughs> which is <laughs> amazing. brilliant. But again, the song titles have nothing at all yeah. to do. I found the face of Jesus in my songs. cereal this morning. How drunk was he last night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the thing I love because apparently he does that because um, people won't get the joke straight away. It won't have the joke ruined for them then. There's no spoiler. Oh, yeah. It doesn't set up the over song. something really ridiculous. Yeah, like Bungie Girl or My Friend's Polar Bear. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's great, but again, um, I did a little interview with him. Did you now, Reg? I did. It was really bizarre, but so entertaining. He's, okay, yeah, Boothby is slightly mental um, and obsessed with scratch cards, as you may find out. Should we drop it in here? I think we should drop it in so, right wait, here. Not yet. Here is Reg um, doing his best <laughs> to, yeah, uh, to try and <laughs> to interview uh, Mr. Boothby Griffo. Um, yeah, here you are. Hi, so I'm Reg from Geek Podcast here with Boothby Griffo. Boothby Griffo, even. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, first and foremost, obviously, just want to say thanks very much for the show tonight. It's Pleasure. fantastic. Um, if you don't know, Booth Crow is a comedian extraordinaire. Um, he's just released his fifth album called Nomad, um, and he's also on tour with Bare Naked Ladies, uh, which is how we grow to know you, as probably quite a few of the people in the UK did. So, first question I suppose I want to ask is, how did that come around? Uh, yeah, I know Kevin from a long time ago, Kevin Hearn, and, and he was before he was with Bare Naked Ladies. I met him, and then and then about a year after I'd met him, he rang me up and said, "Hey, guess what? I'm with the Bare Naked Ladies." <laughs> so it went like that, really. That's a great impression. Great impression. It's just him, isn't it? <laughs> Down to a T. Um, I suppose the other thing as well is we I've seen you quite a few times through your normal stand-up routine as well. Uh, where oh, how dare you? Sorry, where it's not just you, the guitar, it's actually you without the, the guitar just doing your oh, usual yeah. stand-up routine. So with that, and I know you write as well for Omid Jolly. Well, no, no. I, you, to be honest, I spend time with him. He comes up with all this funny stuff and I write it down. Right. Essentially. I'm well, a right, So, So which, which do you prefer to do? Do you prefer to do the stand-up without the guitar or is your favourite, your main love, the music? Well, that's good fun, you know. Doing that's good fun. Yeah. Play a good band. It's a good band. You did have a cracking backup yeah, band. And also, I suppose, the question I want to ask as well is, are you going to be the replacement for Steve Page after that amazing <laughs> performance of Be My Yoko Ono? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was such a surprise. It was absolutely fantastic. I uh, really appreciated it. Uh, so what's next for you? Because I believe that, obviously, you've done a few uh, show plays as well. Um, you've been on the radio. You've conquered that. You've conquered, I suppose, the English version of Broadway. I think obscurity awaits me now. That's what I'm looking for, obscurity. I quite like obscurity. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. I'm doing a show next year uh, called Scratch, about uh, about scratch cards. All right. Yeah, let's do one. See if we win. 
and this is the show. I, I, I do uh, two halves. One half is just me telling jokes and singing songs, and the other half is me doing scratch cards. And uh, this is this is pretty much a good taste of it. And we ha we haven't won. We haven't won. And uh, yeah, if we win, I share it with the uh, I share it with the with the audience. No, we didn't win. I'm quite upset now. You yeah. didn't win, to be honest. <laughs> But, but oh well. that's a taste of what it's like. So if you want more of that, come and see me. <laughs> it's it's quite phenomenal. Obviously, we I've been following you on tw on Twitter now for quite a while, which is at Boobigafro. Um Probably the most hilarious Twitter feed I think I've ever had the privilege to read. Um, the one thing that always gets me is on Twitter you seem so political, yet you rarely bring it to your music. Um, you do every now and again with your sort of standard routines, but you try and leave it out of there. But you bring it predominantly onto your Twitter account. I mean. Is there any particular reason why you sort of leave it out of there and you just jump it in, or is it just something that's like a little bit of an interest to yourself? I'm, I'm not really a political animal. I'm a bit u useless, to be honest. I don't know. I, uh, I, was, I was described once as the most political comedian, or one of the most political comedians in the country a few years ago. Because that's my milk being delivered. Because uh, a journalist asked me uh, who were the most political comedians in the country, and I said me. <laughs> 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 right. So she wrote that down. But everything's politics, isn't it? Everything is politics. Everything you do. What you're holding in your hand, there, there, everything is politics. The roads you use, pavement, everything. You can't escape it. It's all politics. And it's, you know, for a comedian, it, it, unfortunately, the Tories, just a godsend, really. Yeah. I mean, you've just your last album you released on Kickstarter, uh, Nomad, and that's how you, you crowdfunded it. Obviously, you've got a huge crowd following, which is why it's surpassed it quite soon. Um, but as one of the reasons why you decided to go Kickstarter for, the, for this route instead uh, of your I'll usual... Again, actually, with the next album. Uh, well, it's great, isn't it, to sell it before you've made it. It's a brilliant idea. Well, I like yeah. that idea. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it's a good one. Uh, Marillion, you remember Marillion? Yeah. Do you know they're, they're one of the most successful bands in the country? All right. But they won't play them on the radio because long before Kickstarter and, and crowdsourcing, Marillion dropped out of record companies and they said, no, we're going to do it ourselves. So they have, they have an enormous fan base. And if Marillion have a gig, they, they sort of took social media before it was social media. And now if Marillion have a gig, they just tell all their fans we're doing a gig and everybody goes, Woof. but you'll never hear them on the radio because the record companies and the powers that be went, you can't do that. And so they ignore them. But nevertheless, Marillion are, are huge, but they're the, they're the biggest band you'll never hear, hear of. I think uh, Depeche Mode did a similar sort of thing. And, and didn't, um, didn't uh, what's the name of... Thanks, dude. <laughs> Keith added. Thanks, man. Thank you. What's the, what's the name of the, uh, the guy? Tom York uh, from Radiohead. Radiohead. They did a thing where you paid what you wanted for the album. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to go. But, so, is this good? <laughs> so, is this this isn't going to be your sort of usual route now from, from your albums going yeah, forward? Kickstart. Yeah, Kickstarter. Yeah, superb. Forward, really. Superb. And have you got a after the after the back of this tour? You're going to be doing a, your own tour now, your own stand up yeah, yeah, again? In March, in March, I think. No, no, January. I start. I start touring in January around England and Wales and Scotland. And is this going to be your stand-up without guitar, or are you going to be bringing your music towards this one? There will be there will be a first half of stand-up and guitar, and a second half of scratch. <laughs> scratch. Let's do another one. I've got another one. Excellent. So, so you actually, so this is a genuine show that you will be you will be performing your scratch. Yeah, yeah. I, this is genuinely what I do. I just do. Everybody in the audience gets a scratch card, and when we've got oh, we've got a winner. We've got a bloody winner. You see, what you've got there is a diamond, which means you've won. You nice. Diamond means you've won. Can you see that? And, and, and what you find, you don't find out what your prize is until you scratch that bit off. So potentially that is either two pound or it could be two hundred and fifty thousand pound. So what we have there is Schrodinger's lottery ticket. Ooh, it actually could be both at the same time. <laughs> and he's been very clever and he hides it back in his pocket so well, we yeah, don't know I'm what sure it's going to be. <laughs> the interview is free. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'll leave you go to back now and scratch the scratch card. Hopefully, right. fingers crossed, it's yeah, it's no, the no, massive it winner. Could be a big winner, man. But thank you very much for your time today. You'll never hear of me again. <laughs> I hope that's not true. But thank you very much again. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Right, there we are. Yeah, weird. <laughs> very weird. As you could probably hear from the sound. It, like, but the thing is, he was interested. It wasn't... It, from the sound of it, people might be thinking, well, that sounds weird. Yeah. That's Booty Bifro. That's completely Down him. to a T for you. And we should have really expected it.
but um, I don't think we could have been prepared. No, but <laughs> but he was also he was the nicest. He was one of the nicest guys to interview because oh, he, like we, when when we waited for him, yeah. he was like, yeah, I'm just gonna be five minutes, and then he would like tweet us again, going, actually, actually seven make, minutes, yeah, make it seven. He's gonna be very specific. But he was like, as soon as he walked out, he's like, I'm looking for the geeks. I'm looking yeah. for geeks. I'm like, yeah, that's us. He's like, ah, sorry for keeping you waiting. And then he's like, how about we do it around here where it's quiet? And he was really, really nice and, you know, really yeah. wanted to, to help us out. And then he'd done his usual Boothby, which was just, mm-hmm. just mentalness. I mean, uh, he's very, like, he's been touring with the Bernic Ladies for years. I mean, when when, when was the... 2007? F- yeah, you've got, you've got to be talking seven, eight years, I reckon, at yeah. least. Um so everyone who goes to a Benny Lady show pretty much knows him as well, which is quite good. Um, but he's uh, just very, very, very funny guy. So bizarre. Um, has what's he on his fifth album? Kicks, yeah. Kickstarted his latest album, and no, well, mind. in fact, why am I repeating what he's just said in the he's interview? Just said it. But yeah, but he holds a very, very good point. Why, why spend money to make something and then try and sell it? Sell it first and then make it. Yeah. So. So, with that, we'd like to announce our Kickstarter for... No, I'm only joking. Oh. Geek T-shirts. We should well do a Kickstarter for yeah. something associated with us. Yeah. At some point soon. Geek action happen. figures. Oh, how good would that... What, what, right, if, if yours had a catchphrase... A, a 3D printer. What, what would your catchphrase be what, for your... If you press the button and he figure? talks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yours... It, it, is, wait, would yours be... Um, what's it? Really, really, really excited for anal. <laughs> I don't or would it be? Do to be fair, it'd either be either of those two, right? Uh, or it would be join the Shenmue tweetathon, <laughs> Shenmue, Shenmue, Shenmue. <laughs> or it'd be like, yes. I need booze. It'd be one of those. Oh, it could be all of them. It could be all of those. Yep. I have five, five phrases. Yeah, um, I think it'd be the best five. Would mine just be like, uh, let me just consult my list. Yep. Yeah. And Steve's would be. Steve's please figure would just be an empty box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be the packaging. Just be like, yeah, just yeah, Steve's not here, man. <laughs> One day. Right. But after we spoke to Boothby, um, who did you speak to? I said hi to Jim. Right. Um and, and Kev uh, was there at some yeah, point. No. Um and then I went and had a photo taken with the illustrious as I like to call him, okay. Ed Robertson. Yeah. Um yeah, and then yeah. we asked if we could do a little mini interview. He said yes. And he said yeah, sure, sure. And then I panicked. Yeah, something rotten. We 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 talked about this before the show. We were like, great, we got yeah, Boothby interview. This will be brilliant. Um, yeah, are we gonna? Should we see if? I mean, obviously, if we see him outside, we've got to ask. We've got to ask Ed. Yeah. If he'll do an interview, are you are you prepared? Have you got some questions? Where he's like, oh, I don't know, I can't be. I just don't know. I just can't. All of the feels. Well, actually, what I said was, yeah, of course I've got loads of stuff I'd love yeah. to ask him because, you know, I've followed them for nearly 20 years of my life. I absolutely love them. Yeah. And then when he said yes, I then turned to him and went, I was lying. I'm not ready in the slightest. <laughs> this is going to be weird. Yes. Um, now, obviously, we're going to put the audio in in a minute, but you really need to watch the video because Reg's face is amazing. <laughs> Reg is just, he, the grin does not leave his face. Um, you can tell, you can see, you can... Hear and see you trying to be a really good like interviewer, asking them very serious, probing questions, and just trying not to geek out. But there's a couple of moments you definitely do. I, I geeked out a lot through it. I tried yeah. to hold my my posture as much as I could do, but at the end of the day, I've loved these guys for years, yes. and it was just I don't know. We bonded over the Benny Ladies, Reg. We did Benny Ladies, Ladies and Soul Wax. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very bizarre. But um, have a, there you go. Have a listen to the interview. Um, have a laugh at, at Reg, um, just fumbling over his words as he tries to um, stay calm. And then, if you do watch a video after this, so you can see it video yes. as well. Then the moustache is just literally from November. That's true. <laughs> it's not for, <laughs> and it is now gone because this is the first of December. Yes. Yeah. Woohoo! Here it is. <laughs> Hi, so this is Reg from Geek Podcast here with Ed Robertson, uh, lead singer and frontman of the Bare Naked Ladies. So uh, first of all, I just want to say that was a fantastic show tonight. It was uh, just phenomenal. So how does it feel to be back in the UK? Oh, it's fantastic. We don't get over here enough. Um, the crowds are amazing here. They're, they're like nowhere else. People are very experienced music watchers here, you know, because between the festival culture and the fact that every band comes here to play, uh, the audiences are just really unique here. 
Yeah. I, I grew up um, with my uncle learning guitar and the f very first like song I properly ever heard was from Gordon. And from that moment on, I, I was basically a Bare Naked Ladies fan growing up, if I liked it or not. And then I absolutely just fell in love uh, from, from that moment on. So when everyone moved into sort of the pop and the, the indie, I was always a follower of the ladies. And it was just something that always resonated with me, the, the lyrics. And you still do it, you persist through. And I don't, I'd love to know your your way that you get into your songwriting. Because uh, obviously it's changed now that, that Steve's gone and you now accumulate as a band. How has it changed the process of writing a song? Well, I think that... The process of songwriting has been in a constant state of change for me. You know, you, you learn something with every song you write, you learn something with every record you make, and you learn something every time you go on tour. Um, so, I mean, I think it's been a constant evolution for me. I, th I think uh, what I hope is happening with my writing is that it's getting uh, less self-conscious, you know. I felt like this last record was quite effortless to, to write and record. Um, it took me a long time to get going on the songs, but it was because I really j just didn't want to force it, you know. Uh, I think the, the last record, All In Good Time, was quite a difficult record to make because there was a lot of um, figuring out, um, you know, how people were going to perceive it and how we were going to do it. And it just, I think we kind of second-guessed ourselves all over the place on the last record. So with the experience of that and the success of touring that record we just i think we really hit the ground running on this record and i just felt really confident in my writing i felt really confident in the band and it's the most fun i've ever had making a record we we just totally had a blast i'd say here in the record you can you can hear the element of fun coming through which resonates again with the videos um odds are i mean i'm a massive rooster teeth fan um, I absolutely love Rooster Teeth, uh, which if you don't know, it's a website that does a lot of gaming and information on there. Um, you've done a video before with them, Captain Awesome, uh, for City of Heroes, uh, which again, check it out on YouTube, it's on there. Captain was, Dynamic. Uh, Captain Dynamic, sorry, not yes. Captain Awesome, Captain Dynamic. Um, how did that come about? How did you join with Rooster Teeth? Because you've also done some voiceover work, haven't you, for them with yeah. Red v versus Blue. How did that come around? Yeah, I do the voice of Captain Butch Flowers on the Red versus Blue series. If you don't know it, Google Red versus Blue immediately, uh, especially if you're a video game fan. It is the greatest thing ever. Uh, I just stumbled on it. I, I I think they were written up in Games Magazine, or it was either that or a Wired article or something. But I think it was the UK Mag Games. Right. Uh, I don't know if it still exists, but um, I'm a total video game geek, and they mentioned this new art form called machinima which is essentially animation but using game engines to do all the work um so i looked it up and i they were in like their first season at the time and i just shot them an email and said hey i'm this guy in this band and i love what you do i think it's hilarious and uh, they wrote back oh we're big fans of you guys and i said oh it's too bad we hadn't met sooner because you know we're in pre-production rehearsal we've got a big tour starting in two days and bernie said well we could have some stuff ready for you guys tomorrow. So they did like six custom animation spots with hilarious scripts and yeah. turned it around in like 10 hours. Uh, so we just became really good friends. We kept in touch. Whenever they asked me to do something, I do it because yeah. they just they make me laugh and they're awesome. That's it. I mean, the, the new video for Odds Are, if you haven't watched it already, go on YouTube again or on the BNL website, watch the video. It's absolutely hilarious. I mean, obviously, the song is probably the, my favourite song off the album as well, if I'm completely honest, um, but superb. Um, I suppose going back as well into your, into your tour, um, at the moment, I went to see you last time you did the tour over here for All In Good Time, um, and the, the set list was, was very heavily focused, obviously, on your songs, yeah. uh, whereas this time around you've now altered the agenda and you've gone back in and you've found your feet again going back in jailed as a team. I mean, how does the set list sort of alter in your head? What so How do you decide what you're going to sort of play for each tour? 
Uh, you know, uh, funny, on the, on the last tour, we really overthought that. And it was really important when we played what and, and uh, you know, okay, we're going to do a song that Steve used to sing now. And it, we were really careful about what was around it. And now we just don't fucking care <laughs> at all. It's now we just play whatever we feel like playing. Uh, and we get requests from people on Twitter and stuff, day of show, and we throw those into the set list. So we've got so much material now um, that, you know, we can't make everybody happy so what we try to do is just play the biggest hits and then use the rest of the set to just have fun and and play stuff that we want to play and stuff that people want to hear um we're very fortunate that we have uh you know we're doing a 90 minute set we've got lots of time to sort of stretch out i really like the acoustic section in the middle where yeah. we kind of strip things down and we go bluegrass with the, guitar, the microphone in the middle yeah I it's really fun all that section really really good cool um the other thing as well just obviously you've been speaking to Boudvig Crow um he wants to take Steve's place after Be My Yoko Ono um how do you feel about that because to be fair that was the biggest surprise I think I've ever seen doing you doing a tour um like I said I've been following you for years I mean was that planned pre-planned for a, for a long time or was it just a sort of off the cuff you're going to fly with this he was uh he did it with us uh on the American tour because um, we brought him over um to open all the American shows and we just had such fun doing it so we wanted to give him the chance to do it at home. <laughs> I, I love the fact that he's he's been your support for every time in the UK for the past few years and when you took him over to America and you took him on the Ships and Dips tour as well yeah. how how did the sort of the American audience find him in the, the reverse because he's he's quite UK-ish <laughs> with yeah. his sense of humour and so off the wall and oddball that sometimes when you take English humour to abroad quite a few people don't get it but they seem to love him as well so I mean do you find that you prefer to have him over there or would you usually go with again like a sort of an American comedian or again you stick with Gusta quite a lot don't you as well yeah. well we just we like to tour with people we like uh, you know and having yeah having Boothby open these shows is just it's a really good time for us I stand at the side of the stage every night and laugh along with the audience you know I think he's just an incredible performer it's great to get on stage and play with him and yeah he, he knocks Yoko out of the park when he comes up and does it with us it's great fun yeah, it was. It was me to fair. That was superb. I remember a fair few years back, we played when you'd done Royal Court Theatre in Liverpool. And we were outside actually playing some songs and you walked past and you joined in with the crowd. Um, and you picked up uh, Dan's guitar. And while me and you walked up and down, I was playing the, the Maracas at the time, I think it was. And we played a few songs up and down the crowd. And that's what I love about you is the fact that you you adore the crowd and you always bring them in no matter how many people are waiting outside you will stay to the very end you don't see a lot of, of bands now do this what what makes the crowd so important for you that you you want to stick and you make sure that everybody to here has that show that you can always be remembered well i mean you know i wouldn't be where i am without our audience you know we have we have an amazing audience and every band says they have an amazing audience but the thing about our audience is other bands tell us we have the best fans yeah. uh, it's we're really lucky we have a really um, supportive um, intelligent fan base uh, and I'm just really grateful for that you know so for me it's just important to be grateful and be graceful uh, around people because you know no matter how tired I might be or how uh, whatever's gone on with me. I know that, like, for people that are waiting outside or people who are in the show, the band means a lot to them, and that those few moments are what they're going to get with us. So I just always try to be mindful of the fact that... Because I, I'm a fan, you know? I know how excited I get when I meet uh, people that I'm really into. So I just always try to keep that in mind and... and know that you're the reason I have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> just no more planes. <laughs> um, but as, just one more question and I will let you go in because I understand how cold it is out here. Um, this see in Canada, this is nothing. This is, <laughs> this is summer weather. <laughs> um, obviously, it's, it's become a part of history now for every single Bare Naked Ladies album to be recorded. One song always gets done in the nude. Was that still the case with Grinning Streak? You know, now that we've gotten older and a little sick of each other's nudity, uh, the naked track has become less important to us. So <laughs> the last couple records, we haven't bothered doing it because the reason we started doing it was it, it added this crazy excitement 
because we were young guys it was something stupid to do but now we've seen each other naked so much that it just doesn't change anything at all so we didn't bother <laughs> fair enough well it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much Cheers. it's so nice to meet you. you've been my hero for so many years so oh, right that's been superb um if you haven't already go online buy a ticket for the rest of the uk tour it, you won't obviously regret it it's superb and obviously go out and buy green streak so thank you very much ed Cheers. it's been an absolute pleasure thank you Cheers. Cheers. And there you have it, Reg. Oh, wonderful. just listening back to it again just brings a massive smile to my face. Like, when people can honestly say they've, they've, they've hit it, they've done it, they don't need to do any more with life. Right. Apart from Steve Page, that is my one thing. Life, I, I, life complete. Yeah, Achievement unlocked. I, I could quite happily leave Geek now and just be content with my life. But I won't because I'm not in it for me. I'm in it for you guys. Oh, yeah. You, know. you okay. get some out of it at least. Oh yeah, yeah, but um, I would highly recommend their new album as well. Obviously, we made a bit of a joke for a lot of people know him for one week, and a lot of people know him for maybe if I had a million dollars, um, and the Big Bang Theory theme tune, of course. Um, it did all start with the Big Bang. It really did. Bang! But um, they've consistently, apart from one little hiccup, had amazing, amazing albums. Yeah. Um, do you know what? The greatest hits is a perfect place. Um, uh, is it stops if you? Is that the? That's the. Um, oh, well, what's it called? The greatest hits disc one. Yeah, but you can't really get that anymore. One. What was the new one they did? Uh, Stop us if you've heard this before. Wasn't that the? No, that was the B sides and rarities one. All right. Okay. Um, ooh. <laughs> it's called something. It's fine. Go on. By the, 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 go. They have it in HMV and it's on sale for five ninety nine. Um, but it's well worth it. Or if you have Spotify, if you have anything, just go and listen. Listen to listen to the old apartment. Listen to uh, break your heart if you want to just bore your eyes out. That's the best song. Uh, ever made. Pinch me, uh, falling for the first time. Just so many amazing songs. We went to see them a few years back, and what they used to do with every tour was they used to do bare naked rap. Um, well, they used to do bare naked raps, but they used to record every single. Oh um, yeah, and that as well. Yeah, of every course. Every single album, uh, every single tour they did, and sell it, it immediately. Yeah, buy on it drive on USB. And I pestered Steve for so many gigs. And we never used to go to like one when they were over here. We used to yeah, go to like two or three. Many. Um, and I pestered and pestered and pestered for Break Your Heart. And then the last time we ever seen the Ben Aker ladies full on with Steve Page, mm. he played Break Your Heart. Which is Reg's pretty much all time favourite song. I cried like a little girl the entire way through it. It was just so emotional. Yeah. It was ah, oh, it was superb, wonderful. Such a such a beautiful song. But yes, um, so you do Benica raps as well, um, oh. and the Benica raps and melodies. Med Med medleys. Medley. <laughs> ah, every time. One day I'll get this right. They do medleys as well, um, and the medleys um, basically consist of loads of chart hits at the moment. So they done um, blurred lines, <laughs> uh, trouble. Um, the Taylor Swift tune, which was just dead entertaining. Um, thrift shop. And titanium. Yeah. And it was just a little dance and everything. It was just so good. They have this dance that they generally just pretty much do on every tour, which is awesome as well. They've been doing the same dance for years. Yeah. <laughs> they're genius. I mean, they're amazing musicians, but they're so funny as well. And they're, it's like, it's this, you know, four middle-aged Canadians rapping, basically, which is awesome. Just straight off the top of the dome, freestyling. Yeah. Freestyler. The microphone. Yeah, like uh, this this one. Um, they were talking about um, going to the Christmas markets in Manchester, <laughs> and just how literally like we're we're in November and Manchester is, is Christmas Town UK. They called it because it's just Christmas everywhere. And one of the stalls, well, three or four of the stalls were selling like little um, kind of steel figurines of like you'd have one that's let's say, a, uh, you know, a little Santa Claus, and then you'd have a predator. And then you'd have the alien from Aliens, and then you'd have another predator. And then you'd have, like, a sword from some movie. And then you'd have another predator. And then he walked around the corner, and there's one of the guys that stands on a box, and you know, like, asking for money or whatever, dressed up. They're standing there as a predator. And he was like, Manchester has some obsession with predator. And then just starts rapping about it. Yeah. It's <laughs> just was, amazing. It's super. I wish they did still record the shows. Yeah, because that would have been awesome. 
Like, yeah, what have we had in the past? Dog puncher about some guy in a park Walking punching down the streets dogs. of Liverpool. Dog, dog puncher. Um, <laughs> yeah, just awesome. Highly, highly recommend having a listen. Um, and if that interview didn't really spur you on to make you go, what a funny, genuinely nice guy. Yeah, Captain Dynamic. Pressing yeah. the awesome button. That's, that's true. Where that's you just got, that's where button. you got Captain Awesome from because he's like, yeah, press the press awesome, awesome button. button. Yeah. What's awesome? Awesome. It's on the button. <laughs> it's awesome button. It yeah. makes awesome things Definitely happen. search for that. Captain Dynamic. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Whether you like Rooster Teeth or not. Yeah, it's just genuinely a really yeah. funny, funny video. Yeah. But anyway, the other thing we talked about that we did, though, we've mentioned before, we went to the Xbox One on tour, did we not? Uh-huh. It was fun. So Xbox came out two days earlier, and they, they'd uh, basically, Microsoft rented um, a whole space in um, one of the buildings in Manchester and just decorated it all Xbox One. Got two floors, probably about 60, 70 Xbox One consoles all set up there with various games to have a play on. Mm. And we had a mooch, and it was moochos fun. It was really, really enjoyable. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and the the games themselves as well, um, surprisingly, took me took me well well back. Yeah. Um, Killer Instinct was by far the highlight there. Killer Instinct was amazing. Mm. It I I was dead dubious about how it was going to turn out. Watching it in the in development and watching it being played through, it was a little bit too slow for my liking. I thought. Um, it just didn't have that Killer Instinct feel, but then actually getting my hands on it and playing it, it was amazing. Yeah. It was so, so good. And just like the combos just come flooding back, and it was just, it was so nice. It looked having, incredible. Like, an eight hit combo, yeah. just going straight out there, like 20 odd hit combos and stuff, and just like just absolutely thoroughly enjoying yeah. every single second of it. Looked beautiful, played fluidly. It and it's free for one character. Jago. Right, so you get Jago for free if you go on Xbox Live and download it, and then you can do microtransactions to buy all the extra characters and also different um, stages, stages and things like that. Yeah, game modes. But I mean, it's thirty four ninety nine for the full complete bundle, and you know what? I'll hopefully they release it in the disc form because I'll buy it on the disc form. Yeah. Um, but failing that, that that'll be my day one purchase straight off the bat. Mm. It was it was phenomenal. It really really was such a good nice title to play on. Aye. What else do we ever go of? Um, Rise. Rise, yeah. Son of Rome. Yeah. I don't know whether any of our uh, our listeners have got an Xbox One. Um, I'd be interested in hearing what everyone actually got on day one. But, um, yeah, Rise was pretty good. Rise is... Who's who's the team behind it? What have they been doing before? It's Crytek. Crytek. Okay, so there you go. Behind Crisis. So, as you know, it's it's good it, look it looks beautiful because Crytek always push boundaries and just make sure that their games look stunning. Uh, we only got to play what was supposed to be classed as the multiplayer arena part, but for some reason they couldn't set up multiple link accounts, so we played the the multiplayer single player, uh, yeah. going through the, the arena stages of the, like the Coliseum, so to speak. Um, and it, it looked nice. It played... All right. Quite clunky, but it was quite it was, difficult it as well. Nice. I thought it's quite hard. It's the yeah. only game that I really didn't finish, if you know what I mean. Finish the demo, I yeah. died both times. I think again we we had that <laughs> that really we we played it in the wrong way around because we literally hit that after we played Dead Rising three, and seems they're both sort of like hack and slash games. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, Dead Rising three was phenomenal. Like just the sheer scale of it. Yeah, um, that's the one thing. I mean, they've they've come out and said yes, it won't look the prettiest Xbox One game, and we know this. But what we can do, like what everyone else hasn't done, is have at least seven hundred zombies on screen at once. Yeah, which I can believe. And it was just it was carnage from start to finish. Mm. I mean, what yeah, ten minute demo, and by like minute eight, we were in like a thousand odd zombie kills. It was yeah, absolutely insane, absolutely insane. The weapon combos inside it were just so funny and so. So yeah, unique. The costumes. Really good. The costumes were fantastic. I ran into a butcher's and found uh, a, a a bull costume, and so just pressed A on that, dressed up in it, and went around killing people dressed as a bull. It was awesome. I wore a really nice night dress. I think you did. It? That's exactly it. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, that again, that game played brilliant. It played a lot nicer than Dead Rising One mm. and Two. I was a little bit unsure if I was going to enjoy it or not, but it was just it was so much fun. So much fun. The vehicles inside it you could rag around in were entertaining. 
the message you can kill the zombies were, were brutal and really, yeah. really fun. And it was just non-stop from start to finish. Yeah. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable on that Should one. Should we have a go? Battlefield and COD? Battlefield yeah. was was brilliant. Like, I'm shocking at it, but I really, really enjoy it. Uh, Dan just had no idea what was going on, which I think was probably one of the funniest things. I don't know it which was. ones to shoot. I, did, well, I didn't. There was there was people with green over the head, people with blue, and people with red. And there was at no point with someone like, right, you, you're you're green. You need to go and kill the red and the blues. So I'd walk up behind someone, and I'd be about to shoot, and be like, actually, they're on my team. Let's just wait to see if they shoot me. No, they've not shot me. Right, maybe that means I'm green. Okay. And I go around the corner, and someone who's green would then shoot me. I just, I had no idea. It's because green is in Battlefield 4, you can go in in teams. See, this is helpful so now. Inside your team, like inside your little unit, you'll have you'll have the greens. Right. What's, Im- on what's important here is that I don't care now. Well, that's let me Let me go and buy number three, maybe. Now yeah. we can get it for a fiver. And then you'll care because and then it's I really will good care. fun. I'm sure it is. It's much better than that call of plop. Okay, call, call of, of poopy. <laughs> yeah. Call of duty. That's better. That's much better. That's so obvious. Why has no one thought of that? They have quite dang a lot it, of people. Dang it. Um, but that, that was funny as well because, again, there was all these... I mean, pretty much everyone else in the world has played it. Uh, I pretty much haven't. Um, and I kill one person in the 10-minute multiplayer session we had. Just, I don't know. Just really didn't do it for me. No. It's very dull. <laughs> but yeah. I love first-person shooters. Like, I could put put me in front of Half-Life 2, and I'm fine. Great, I love it. Anything like that. But, I don't know, something about this just didn't do it for me. I'm looking forward to rocking Wolfenstein. Uh, uh, see, that, up. yes, that was incredible. We played that at Eurogame, and that was amazing. Really, really, really want that. Is that's just going to be one, one and PS4 and PC, isn't it? It's not 360. Yeah. No. Dang. Um, and we added the obligatory uh, go on FIFA, and in like the 15 minutes we were playing, you scored once. <laughs> you you were so insane because obviously I'm not a, I don't follow football as we've already had this conversation. Neither do I. But so as you're going, I through, like playing football I games. Like, There's nothing stopping <laughs> being fun. I was going through. I was like, oh no, that's definitely a line out. And they're like, oh, touchdown, when I went to score a goal. And you're like, what are you saying? And people around me are like, what yeah. is he looking at? Yeah. What is the hell the is he saying? Reg was that guy. <laughs> I was going, yeah, let's play some FIFA soccer ball. Do, like, you kept saying soccer ball. Yeah. Like, Definitely that's kept not saying soccer ball. I was just laughing my head off. You still won. Playing. Really enjoyed it. And I still won twice. Yeah. Once on penalties. Oh, that doesn't count. And then once golden goal, which was just awesome. Yeah, whatever. Amazing. Um, and we got very tired playing uh, Connect Sports Rivals. I can't believe how much that actually does hurt your arms towards the Good end. Good little workout that. It was mm. brilliant. I mean, that the the recognition for Connect. I always try and you know I'm not much a fan of Connect, and I usually do slag it off. But the the actual a lot better. The monitoring of that was was spot on. Yeah. It was absolutely superb. Mm. Really enjoyable. But let yourself. I mean, after we played uh, the Connect, we'd done the waveboard, the the wave race type game on jet skis. Uh, going through and it it handled brilliantly, played really really fun. And imagine if they again system linked that, so you could go against each other instead of just going on a single player you, one. You you can um, two player on one connect though. That's the thing about the new connect. The it's it's got a lot more points of recognition, so it'll pick oh, up yeah. like four people at once or something silly. So I think that'll be really really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that again, if you're gonna if you get the Xbox One for connect, that's definitely the day one yeah. title for you to get. And then so Forza we had a go of, um, which again just looks beautiful. And because um, we played that, we got to have a photo with a, a girl wearing lycra um, on a podium. That we did. It's good. It's good. It's entertaining. I, I was I was pole position. I was first. Pole position. Is that some kind of euphemism? Weird. Um, and and that's it. Oh wait, no, I forgot the highlight. <laughs> Zoo Tycoon. Zoo Tycoon was amazing. Zoo, Zoo Tycoon, probably the worst game to be playing a demo of, or a thing like that, because it's like, right, put put the uh, the Savannah enclosure over here, pick an animal, and it's just like, just bored. So then you can uh, become the park ranger, have a walk around, and you press Y, and he whistles, and suddenly this uh, golf cart that's shaped like a tiger appears. And you jump in that, and you start ragging it around the place. Going, get out of my it way, was, I'm a tiger! It's highly amusing. It's awesome. <laughs> just oh, look, there's a jump. It's just like playing GTA, but in a zoo. Yeah. It's Although awesome. it would be ace if you could set the animals free to yeah. just go around and just maul the, uh, mm-hmm. the passerby. So but, I'll buy it for that. But incidentally, um, so we did all that, and uh, 
the, what day are we on? Sunday. Yeah. So day before yesterday, PS4 came out. Woo! Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's weird. I've heard an awful lot about Xbox One launch. I've heard very little about PS4 Europe launch. Yeah, it's very, very bizarre. But I don't know whether that's because Xbox One was like the the first big launch. You know, it was like it was everywhere. And this was like the second PS4 launch. Yeah, I also think as well it's because people still get taken a bit back by how successful the Microsoft console is considering how much the mm-hmm. 360 didn't bomb, but it everyone was genuinely surprised by it. So they're really intrigued to know how the Xbox One was going to play out. It's a and lot. Because of they messed up so many times on the launch up to this, <laughs> everyone was like, right, okay, yeah, in the radar. But it worked out all right. <laughs> yeah, it worked out really, really well. Mm-hmm. And the PS4... Yeah, the the launch lineup just isn't as strong as the, the Xbox Ones. I don't, do you think that? Think. I don't think there's that many first party. I'm not sure there's any big, like um, kind of exclusive games on either of them that would make anyone really want to raise arm buy it. I could be wrong. No, I, I mean there's nothing. I would like Killzone. I would not be like, oh my god, I need to get a PS4 for Killzone. Mm. And again, with like Knack, I wouldn't. Uh, it, as great and as fun as they are to play, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush out and get it just for that sole purpose of having of ha- playing yeah. that on the console. Um, again, likes of Rising, as much fun as Killer Instinct is, it's to beat him up at the end of the day. Yeah, so and it's I had some bad ever... press, and it's also had people go, "Well, you only get one character." Like that's free. Yeah, you're buying a brand new console, and they're giving you essentially they're giving you a game for free. It might not be a full game, but it's it's something that you know. It's another yeah, game to play it. It'll, it'll pass the time, won't it, at the end of the day? Massively. On Christmas Day. Because mm. that's when most people are probably going to end up playing their, their games and, and going through it. So, yeah, why not? It'll pass the time while you're in between fours or laps and whatnot. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, but also, the um, the any of the disk drive issues they were talking about with the Xbox One launch, they're giving everyone a free digital, yeah, digital download, download game. of the game, which so is pretty cool. Any of the Microsoft Game Studios games, pretty much, isn't it? Forza and the, um, the other fun thing is if you if you bought it and then you realise it wasn't you know, that sort of great, hopefully you might be able to get away with uh, downloading another one of the titles. You reckon? Maybe. Maybe. We'll soon find out. Will we? I don't know if you have to send off like a receipt or whatnot to prove you purchased it. Or, or prove that it's faulty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sure. I'm not sure how you'd manage that, to be honest. I remember buying... Um, in fact, yeah, was it... Uh, Xbox. Yeah, it was the original Xbox. I bought it day one. I traded in um, a load of Dreamcast games um, and bought um, an Xbox One on launch day. Um, and then they dropped the price. And when he said really? Xbox One, he means the original the Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. I meant the number one, like the original, the OG. Um, and it was the price dropped within a week or two. Yeah. Dropped it by about 50 quid. And it was oh, all yeah, news, and they were like, well, well, yeah, and then they said, oh, have a free game. Um, anyone who already bought it. In fact, two free games and a controller. Yes. That was it, which was brilliant. And because I worked at a game shop, I traded those games in for pretty much full price. I think I, think I returned them because they had barcodes on. <laughs> <laughs> and the controller um, and bought lots more. Nice. Awesome. But, yeah. That's all I remember. But um, I'd, I'd be so happy if, if Sony would do something similar to this Xbox One tour. It would have been great, but... They'd yeah, they'd, it was quite same. a low-key affair, wasn't it? Didn't really do a massive launch party or yeah. anything, really, for it, which was genuinely surprising. I know they, they know it'll sell, but still, it'd be nice to actually give something back to the fans. Yeah, but I've definitely not heard any reports on. It was a resounding success. They've sold this many consoles, but, you know, again, maybe it's because it was, it was its second launch, so it wasn't as big a, a deal, maybe. Right, should we go on to just a brief news rundown because that took up a lot of time, Reg. Okay, um, can I start? If you must. I've got one thing which is quite exciting. Schwam marketing. Um, have you ever heard of a thing called Chamber. GDC? <laughs> yes, I have. Which, coincidentally... Game Developers Conference? Does yeah. relate to Shemu, you are right. Yes, I know. <laughs> so I can see how you jumped in, I knew it was. Yu Suzuki um, is doing a classic game post-mortem um, at GDC in March, San Fran next year, March okay. 17th, okay. Um, where he's literally just chatting about the entire history of how Shemu came around and what it means to him, everything like that. He's doing it with a friend who's apparently going to be his translator. Okay. How do you guess who his friend is going to be, Dan? Wrong. Shigeru Miyamoto. No. It's um, Mark Kearney, who is a Sony guy. A um, Sony guy. Yeah, he's one of the lead architects of the PlayStation 4. I'm, I'm getting really highly excited about this now. Um, but Very yeah, interesting. So, 
it sort of ties up little rumours they're talking about their list of wish games and dream games to come That's out on right. PlayStation format. You've got to announce something. I know that they've already said, please, fans, don't get too hyped up, but you can't have these two together in the same room and nothing magical happen. Because it's Yu Suzuki, for God's sake. He he is this, he's the Shenmue man, and Mark Gurney is the guy that can make dreams happen. So, <laughs> combine them both together, yeah. we, we're going to have Shenmue on and it. Your and powers combined. Unfortunately, even though they released um, trademarks for Shenmue uh, 3, the other day, the whole internet got up so excited about this. It was a hoax, unfortunately. Sega have confirmed that yes. it was a hoax. Pretty much every year that happens, doesn't it? But it doesn't matter because we're going to have some Shenmue announcement, I reckon, at GDC. That's long enough away. March, yeah. Hmm. If I had tickets, if I possibly. could go, I would go. Very I would be the happiest guy in the world right now. But that would be so, be so good. But yeah, so March 17th, we're going to have a, an amazing, and apparently he's going to release it online as well for people to watch. Is that um, is that this week's Shamu News finished? Well, no, because I suppose when you're listening to this, um, it'll be oh, Monday, geez. so the day after, oh. is going to be the uh, the Shamu Tweetathon. Tweet-a-thon. The, on, the um, Dan steers Twitter. clear of Twitter day. So what you got to do, Everybody, and I mean everybody, yep. is you've got a hashtag. All 99 followers. Give you, why you, the Shenmue license. Yeah. And then just put up some amazing thing like, I really want this to happen. Yeah, I like boobs. Yeah, just anything. You could literally put, I at dog food, give you the Shenmue license, and okay. it will matter. It will bring something good to the cause. So we need this. We really need this just to give Sega again another month where we can be like, look how many people we've done this time round. We keep breaking your your Twitter account. It's going to happen more. Yeah. Just fucking give us Shenmue. Something Shenmue related new, please, for the love of God. <laughs> Even if it's a HD remake, Shenmue 3, I don't really care. Just give me Shenmue. It's going to be the safest thing they could do, that. HD remake, it's, it's not going to be that. No, no. Even if they don't HD remake it, if they just go, right, here's a port of Shenmue 1 and 2 on the PlayStation or Xbox, I'd be like, I'm fucking all over that again. A lot of people would be. That'd be so good. Absolutely. So good. But yeah, that's my Shamu news out of the way. Okay. Right. You finished then? Yes. Right. Um, there's reports. This is movie news. Movie news. No segue. Kickstarter. Yep. This is going against the grain and not even segueing. Although it begins with S, like Shamu, so there's two things beginning with S. I thought you were going to go on another way of this. No. What? I thought you were going to go Segway, which is a mode of transportation. Begins with S as well. Ooh. Uh, I was going to go for the the fact that... No, I wasn't going for that yet. I was going to talk about Spider-Man. All right, okay, go on then. Talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So you know we're having Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. Right, well, um, first of all, apparently, they may not all be amazing Spider-Man. Right. They have greenlit three amazing Spider-Man movies, but we might find that one of them... Um, is a spin-off. Ooh. So, because they, they, the idea is exactly the same same thing that Fox are doing with X-Men. They've decided, Avengers did pretty well, didn't it? It did yeah. do pretty well. Um, so, why, what, they, let's do it with our characters. Let's give it a go. So, X-Men, they've decided they're going to have all these new spin-offs. They're going to, you know, going to start just churning out the movies one a year, at least. Um, but also... Um, uh, Sony are going, right, well, who've we got? We've got Spider-Man. And there's a lot of characters that go along with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can do with these. Spi- TV series. Uh, well, who knows, but at, at, at this point, it's movies. Lots and lots and lots of characters. Basically, the guy um, who uh, runs Sony Pictures I, and said, I quote, we are going to access Marvel's full world of Spider-Man characters, so be on the lookout for new heroes and villains. Ooh, mm. that sounds so, exciting. Everyone's talking Venom. Yes. So that's been a long time coming. That's it's been going. They've been talking about that for years and years and years. So I I can see that happening. Definitely see that happening. Been talking about maybe Black Cat because they're talking about introducing Felicia Hardy into the next one. Nice. So a Black Cat spinoff might be good. Uh, who else? I mean, I think they'll keep Green Goblin into the main storyline. But um, there's not. I don't think there's that many characters they could. Do a standalone. Not movie that you could with. warrant your time with. As much as I love Spider Man, mm. his villains work great in bit parts. Do you know what would be amazing, though? Um, Superior Foes of Spider Man. Honestly, really need to read it. It's so good. It's the, the Nick Spencer um, Spider Man spin off where it focuses on um, like 
one of the villains trying to um, start a new Sinister Six. Oh, right, okay. Um, so funny. It's just really just mental, just off the wall, but really, really good. Highly recommend that. Only about three, maybe four issues in. But, um, yeah, very, very good. I'll have to yeah, that, uh, and Nick Spencer's is awesome. He is very awesome. Yeah. Um, but the other movie news, yeah, this was breaking today. I w- it turns out that Facebook and Twitter is now my source of uh, of daily news. I don't need to actually turn on a TV anymore. Um, That's it. It's it's come one of those things now, isn't I it? I found out uh, Michael Jackson died. Um, joke. Yeah. On Facebook and Twitter. Oh, of course. Yeah, Wikipedia is the media. I don't. I bet Wikipedia wasn't ready for this. I think because Wikipedia was ready. For at some point in the next ten years or yeah, whatever, Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson yeah. to die at some point. So <laughs> people had the jokes at the ready, but this was completely, completely out of the blue. Um, Paul Walker from the Fast and Furious series died in a car crash. And see, this this took me by surprise, mainly because the missus this morning was like, "Oh my God, Paul Walker's well, died." And let's like, face it, in in all in, in all complete res- in a, as respectful a way as I can say this, when you read on Facebook or Twitter. Paul Walker f- of the Fast and Furious movies has died in a car crash. Your immediate response is, "This uh, someone's having a joke." Yeah, because um, you know, <laughs> and that's not to say you know there's anything funny about that, but just it's it that that is exactly what someone is likely to say. But as it turns out, no, um, wasn't driving, but him and the driver um, were in like in a Porsche or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just a Porsche. Photos yeah. and everything a about it. Just pole, it looks unfortunately. <laughs> on the way to a charity do as well, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, it's mental. Forty years old. Oh dear, mm. he will be missed. He did last. He did live fast and furious. I bet he did. Um, that's. I, do you know what? It's a really small, slow news week, and plus we wanted to talk about Benning Ladies a lot. We did want to talk about Benning mm. Ladies a lot. Yeah, and I did enjoy that. Yeah. And Reg has got a brief one more thing about a dog with no legs. So. <laughs> 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 well, hang on a minute. We um we need to. You don't need to get it up. Just it's as simple as there's a dog with where he's got we, two. He's got two front two legs. Two front legs. Um, he was Reg a. Post the video. He was a boxer puppy. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, he's got two front legs, no back legs, but he's got a tail. A tail. Um, and he looks amazing. He, he, he runs around right. like a normal dog. Reg, dogs Reg said, "You got to see this dog. This dog has no back legs." So I thought it was going to be one of these where he's in like you know the little doggy wheelchairs. Yeah. He runs yeah. around on his front, but no, he literally balances. And and he sits and stuff. He he does like he does, does like everything. everything a normal dog does. Runs around on two legs. If he if he wheezes, will he fall over? You know, because they cock the leg. I reckon he, he can balance stuff. on one. I, I reckon. So he's gonna be like a flamingo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a ninja, like wax on, wax off, just standing there on one leg. <laughs> Although no, they only cock the leg because they need to get out of the way. But it's the, usually the back leg, isn't it? Yeah. So he probably doesn't need to. He's got no back leg, so That's he's good. free to just urinate as he pleases. As he's running around, probably, but he's got no problem. I will post this video, though, because it's quite entertaining. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, but that's it, really. <laughs> that's about all we need to say on the matter. Yeah. Yeah. True you that. know, there's always a lot of animal news comes in. I think it's just nice to thing. end it on a, on a happy note after the last sad, unfortunate news we just discussed. What? Of Shenmue not coming out. How rude. Of it being a hoax. Is that what you mean? Yes. Of course, of course that's what you mean. Yeah, it wasn't nothing to do with the Paul Walker, but no. it was all about Shenmue. And um, the sad news of Steve not being here? Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what have we got exciting coming up, though, before we go? Um, we're 42, so we're 10 away from 52. Woo. Are we celebrating 52 instead of 50? Or are we yes. celebrating 50 and 52? I say we celebrate more 52. Yeah, the new 52. Um but also, um, I talked ages and ages ago um, about us doing a special episode where I was going to do a quiz. Yes. Um, and we haven't done it yet. Well, I've decided. And the only reason I'm putting this on this podcast is because then you're more likely to feel obliged to come. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a New Year's special, which will be the the, uh, the quiz. <laughs> so that, that's it now. It's How exciting. You have to come. Um, so look forward to that, people. Um, if you want to stay up to date, I mean, obviously you do, come to join us on our Facebook page and our Twitter page and our YouTube's pages, which are g.e.e.k, um, just after facebook.com, twitter.com, youtube.com, easy, g-d-o-t, 
EDOT, EDOT, KDOT, not DOT at the end, that's one too many D dots. D dot, E dot, E dot, K dot. Um, Stuff and things. Pictures when you join them. Exactly, there you go. Join the dot. Pictures. Dot to dot it yeah. in between, and you'll realise that yeah. you should go to geek.com. Yeah, and what else? Yeah, second pod. Oh, no, I shouldn't say anything, should I, Reg? Oh, no, I shouldn't say anything about a second pod. I should never I should never say it. Right, that'll do. Um, I've been Dan. and I've been Reg. And that's it for today. Time to geek Time out. Time to geek out. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.